Luke chapter 17 prophesies that as it was in the days when Lot come up out of Sodom, thus would it be when the Son of Man is revealed. In the end time, there would be prevalent sins in society. The Bible says that. So a lot of people today feel trapped in a certain lifestyle. But I'm here today, today to tell you that God can deliver from anything, any lifestyle, any sin, God can deliver. And today we're going to share a story from somebody who has been delivered from many things, just like the rest of us have. But I have a very special friend today that I want to, I want you to hear his testimony. And we'll do that on this edition of The End Time Show. very special guest with me today, and his name is Ben Bland. You all are going to meet him in just a moment, but um, he, he's going to share a wonderful testimony of God's delivering power, and uh, well, let's just go ahead. Ben, uh, welcome to the End Time Show, and uh, I want to say God bless you, my friend, and it's great to have you today. Thank you, brother. I appreciate being here. Absolutely. Where are you located, Ben, specifically? We're, I'm in uh, Kentucky, Inglesville, Kentucky, and uh, we're right in the center of the state. Okay. So uh, people know Louisville. We're 80 miles south there. Okay. Very right good. in the middle. Yeah. To get everybody just kind of set up what really happened, my wife, uh, Jana, many of you, most of you know her, she ha saw some Facebook posts uh, of Ben's testimony over time and she said, Dave, you've got to read this guy. So he got a fabulous <laughs> testimony of the delivering power of Jesus Christ. And so that's really why, one of the main reasons I wanted to do this interview today because many of you have heard our programs over time about um, the LGBTQ community and that that would be a, a, a prevalent, um, that would be th those uh, sins, let's just say, that's what they are, that those sins will be prevalent in society and in the end time, Luke chapter 17, uh, the Bible says, But the same day that Lot come up out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. And so we talk about that all the time. And we kind of skim over the delivering power of Jesus Christ and things he can do because a lot of people feel trapped in those and don't think they can get out. And I know many of our families... I have people in my family um, that are living in those lifestyles. And, and there's many, uh, now I want to begin with, everybody has sinned. Everybody listening to us today, I've sinned, everybody has sinned. The Bible says we're all born in sin, shape, and iniquity. So I'm not singling out Ben today. <laughs> he's, in the, he's in the pool with all the rest of us. The fact of the matter is though, is that Jesus Christ came and died to deliver us from that. And so, um, We'll talk about some of that as we go along, but to start off the program, everyone needs to know about the healing, the delivering power of Jesus Christ. Jesus yes. loves everybody listening today. I don't care what you've done. It's irrelevant to God. God doesn't like sin, obviously, but what you've done, it, it, that's irrelevant to God. It's not how you start out. God knows we're all sinners, and He still loves us. Exactly. So... I want just to make sure everyone knows it's not how you start out, it's how you finish. That's the most important yeah. thing. 
And so, um, but I also want everybody to know that whoever's listening, because I know we'll have people all over the world listen to this, that you are not trapped in a situation that you cannot get out of. That's a lie from Satan, and Ben's going to tell us about that, but that's absolutely a lie from Satan. Oh, I've got you now. You're in a trap. You're in a jail cell, and you can't get out. That's a lie, because I've seen so many people, myself included, have been delivered from things that were, I, I felt trapped. And I thought, man, I've got this mindset, I've got a belief system, I've got something I'm going through, I'll never get out of it. So certainly, thank God for that. But the thing is that no matter what you're going through, God can take you out of it. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 through 11, the Apostle Paul wrote this, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. But then in verse 11, the Apostle Paul says, and such were some of you. This was in the church in Corinth. He says, and such were some of you. They had all of these people. And a lot of people like to single out the, the LGBTQ lifestyle here. But the fact of the matter is, is that there, there were many sinners, the, the revilers, extortioners, drunkards, uh, covetousness, adulterers, all these sins. He said, such were some of you, but yeah. you were washed and you were sanctified and you were justified in the name of the Lord and by this, uh, uh, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. So this today is a program about healing. It's about the love of God. It's about the delivering power of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so with that, um, that's why I wanted to have my guest on today. So uh, Ben Bland, welcome to the program again. And um, in light of what I just said, uh, share us a little, uh, share us your testimony because it, I've read it. It's a wonderful testimony. And then we will, uh, then I've got a few questions I want to ask you today Hi. because a lot of people uh, are living in this lifestyle. Now, let, let, me, let me do this real quick, Ben, because I've got about okay. a minute and a half before the break. Okay. And I, I don't want to break into your testimony here, but You're good. Um, you've had several uh, videos that have went viral. Before we get to your testimony, you've had several videos that went viral. Yeah. I think they've went viral because many people are kind of identifying with your story. And is that what you think? Yeah. I, I, yes, I do. And yeah. because, listen, we're in a dark world. Yeah. And um, the, the enemy tries to um, suppress everything. God is going to bring truth. Truth will prevail. Yeah. Um, God is on side. God is fighting for me. And that's why those videos are taken off like they are. Yeah. Um, it's pretty amazing how many views they've got. And it's amazing to me which video took off. Because the ones that were terrible are the ones that are that are skyrocketing. Yeah. So God is so good to us. Yes, Amen. He loves us. He loves and us so much. Yeah, that's the thing I think with the videos is that people have identified, they relate to your situation, whether yeah. somebody's actually living in the lifestyle or whether they have a family member and they say, Hey, I'm gonna take one of these yeah. videos and show my family member that God yeah. can deliver you of all this stuff. You don't have you're not trapped in that because I know no. people and we'll get into this later on, okay. but people have said that um, that well they've been told, Well, you're born this way. And yeah, you know, you don't have a you don't have a choice, yeah. And yeah. so that's I, what we're told. That's what the angels ever. Yeah. 
And so I think that um, that's one of the reasons why the videos are so helpful. Uh, and, and I know we're coming up to a break here, but uh, on the other side of the break, Ben, we're gonna have you share your testimony and okay. then we'll, uh, we'll talk some more about some of these different um, points of interest that I wanna get to because of the, the videos and there many different things you've said on your post. And we wanna make sure where people can find you moving forward that might be going through this and that way you could help them as well. And so very, very important because I know that's what you're all about is sharing your testimony and what God done for you. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I wanna show you. I was so sure God had talked to me and I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One-third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 end time. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. I want to welcome Ben Bland to the program today. And it really is the program, the goal of it is about the healing, the delivering power of Jesus Christ. Jesus loves everyone. I, it doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done, Jesus loves you. And I think a lot of people get the mindset, well, I, man, I could never go to a church because the roof's gonna fall in. I've heard that so many times. And I know people from every kind of background you can imagine that has come to a church, God delivered them. I'm talking about drug addicts, people that have committed murder. Doesn't matter what you've done. Come to church, let Jesus Christ help you and get you out of these so-called, um, a, a trap that people think they're in. They've done things in their life and things have happened to them, but they can get into a, a, a trapped mindset where, hey, I've always been this way and this is how it's always gonna be. I'm trapped, I can't get out. But that's absolutely not true. Jesus Christ can deliver you from anything. And so, um, I, want, I, I invited Ben Bland to be on the program today because I want you guys to hear the testimony of a gentleman that has been totally delivered. Now, now deliverance is a process, healing is a process, but Ben's mind is completely 
changed by the delivering power of Jesus Christ, the love of Jesus Christ. He's helping Ben. And so I wanted him to share his testimony with us today because many of you might be able to relate to this situation, whether it's you or a family member or a child or somebody that uh, you might want to share this interview with. And so, um, Ben, uh, if you will be so kind as to share your testimony with us, certainly appreciate it. And I know a lot of other people will as well. Hey, thanks for having me today. Um, I'll just start with, um, I'll start with childhood up. I grew up um, in a, in a small holiness church uh-huh. and, um, uh, uh, the power of the Lord would be in there so, so thick. I remember as a child um, how strong Jesus was there. And and this is what I told a group the other day. Wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, you can bet that the spirit of the devil and the enemy is lurking somewhere close behind. And probably, I don't know, I may have been, uh, I was a little boy. I, I won't give you the exact age. Um, there was a man in our church who sat on the platform and um, he began to have, uh, you know, sexual, it was sexual abuse, molestation. Mm -hmm. And while people would be in church, you know, while people would be shouting and the Lord would be moving, there would be things going on in the bathroom at church that should never be going on um, between a man and a little boy. And um, it was, it was a terrible time for me. It was a terrible time. So I would I would come out of that bathroom. I could remember as a as a kid coming out of that bathroom at church and watch this guy come back into the church and he would shout and he would speak in tongues and he would do all these things that everybody else was doing. And I would sit on the pew with my parents and I just did not understand what was going on. And um it was it was horrible. It was a horrible thing. But here's the, here's the thing that I look back upon. My ch- our church was so strict, we were not allowed to have outside influences. We were not allowed, my family was strict. We were not allowed to um, spend the night with even family members that was not in church. And, and we, were, we were so focused on the group that we were with, uh, everybody forgot to look. Nobody saw the signs of what was happening to, to me. And I wasn't the only child, but um, their story is not mine to tell. <laughs> but anyway, after years and years and years of that, you know, I look back upon how God, um, how God watched over me and how God, even though he allowed things to happen to me, God really did watch over and protect me. Yes. And how I came out of all of this with the same mind is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so all through my childhood years, I went to church, things would happen in the bathroom or we would give a ride to somebody or I was allowed to go spend the night with these people. Things would happen there. Mm-hmm. And I just, I couldn't understand. I didn't understand. Um, I would come home and my father would, you know, he, he taught against being gay and being homosexual. And I was so scared to say anything because I knew what was going on with me. And my dad, you know, he, he had, took such a strong stand against gay people. And the guy would tell me, listen, if you tell, I'm going to kill you or your dad's going to kill you. And the devil is such a liar. Right. He, he is such a liar. And 
can you imagine growing up in church and seeing the power of God, knowing the power of God as a kid, and going through sexual abuse at the same time? Right. It's pretty. It's it's pretty. Um, it's a life changing. Oh sure. It's life changing, yeah. and not for the good as you know for children. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll um, affect you the rest for, of your life. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I endured that. I went through that um, for all of my childhood. Mm-hmm. It happened for you know for several, several four or five years, I think. Okay. Um, I would have to go back and check dates, but it, it happened for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember at eighteen. So did um, didn't you have a so you went to church camp and you went to the whole spiel I mean the whole like in a a kid in church you go to church camp they do a lot of different things and then just sorry to butt in you here Ben but the the no, you're good, um, you're, you're, I, I read some of your posts on Facebook that you said okay. that um, you didn't did you backslide in out of church prior to eighteen and what happened then okay, or so. were you still in church. So I, I just, I was raised in church. Um, I, we were in an independent holiness church. Okay. And believe it or not, they, you know, we, we were taught against uh, Pentecostal people. Okay. Uh, they were so, they were loose. They were considered loose and not living right. Mm-hmm. And so my church was so strict. Listen, this is so important. I was always taught as a child about what God hates. God hates this and God hates that. And God doesn't like you to wear this and God doesn't want you to wear that. He he hates this attitude and he hates that. And he, I was never, ever, ever as a child taught about the love of God. Huh. I was never taught about, I was never taught that God is love, ever. Through the leadership that I was under, we were taught about what God hates. Sure. How damaging that can be. Oh, yeah. Because God is love. You know what I'm saying? Amen. When God came to me years down the road and gave me a revelation of the love of God, no wonder he came and gave me a revelation because he is love. You know, growing up, I was so scared in church. I mean, I w- we were scared to do anything because we, we weren't allowed to have outside influences. We weren't allowed to have outside church groups. And then, um, you know, dealing with what I dealt with at 16, let's see, at 15, I get my dates mixed up. Mm-hmm. Um, I left there, and I I started going to a United Pentecostal church. Okay, I was young. Yeah, and so it was through that church um, that I got to go to camp meeting. Okay, and be around uh, lots and lots of other people. Yeah, and that's how that came into play. Okay, and then but it, so prior to the when the, when the the uh, event happened at eighteen. Were you still going to church at that point, or had you backslid prior to that? Or so I left. Um, I left church at sixteen. I think I was sixteen when I left okay. church. Okay. Um, and I didn't go back to church. No. Okay. Um, but when I became, when I turned eighteen, mm-hmm. um, I shared this the other day. Yeah. Um, that's when my life really turned. That's when my life just went. You know, when you become legal and you can do what you want, everything's different. Sure. And that's when you make conscious decisions to do things on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I turned 18, I went through um, a, a stage that I told this the other day. I went through 
something began to draw me at 18 years old to, you know, to go have sex with a guy. Okay. That began, that, that started coming back to me. Yeah. And I don't want to get a, to jump too far ahead of myself, but, you know, things that happened as a kid was brought back to my mind and feelings was brought back to my mind. Yes. And so I began to re, you know, to the devil began to use that on me. And I thought, well, this is who I am and this is how it is. So at 18 years old, I had my first experience with a guy mm-hmm. as an as an adult mm-hmm. and I knew I crossed the line I shared this the other day I knew I crossed the line because I couldn't help what happened to me as a child yes it was out of my control but when I became legal adult I made a decision and I went back to a familiar spirit yes and there's such a, there's such a danger there oh yeah even it doesn't have to be you know gay things or homosexual things it could be anything if you go back to what God has ever brought you out of. Mm-hmm. If you go back to what's familiar, you're in grave danger. Yeah. And, and that's important right oh. there, Ben, because when it, you went through a physical experience as a child, but there are some, they're, they're kind of like Hollywood and some of the different news sources and different things. They're telling um, parents now that if a child, you know, comes home and says, hey, I think I'm a girl or whatever, that the parent is supposed to accept that and to start acknowledging that to the child that's just as damaging as physically going through an experience like that. Listen, gender, gender identity, all these identities, you don't need an identity when you're in Christ. Right. You are who you are. The devil is such a liar. Yeah. He uses identity and all these issues and all this crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, let me tell you something. Even the gay community does not even know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just supporting out here, supporting everything. But if you really start talking to gay people, in the gay community. Yeah. There's so much chaos going on. They don't even have a clue what's going on. They're just agreeing with everything coming and going. I yeah. used to be the same way. Yep. You know, whatever you want to do is okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. But it's a trick of the enemy. It's a trick of the devil. It absolutely is. Um, so this, uh, this event happens at 18 and then that starts a, a several year journey, right? All of my life. Yeah. All of my life, I was a gay gay guy. Uh-huh. Um, I had I was in a uh, you know a long term relationship for a long time for many many years. Sure. Um, it, within the gay community in my area, you know, gay guys would come to me all the time, and I would counsel can, try to counsel these people and be like, listen, I don't know how, I don't know why, but it's okay to be this way. Yeah. God created us to be this way, and at 18 years old, I started um, therapy. I went to counseling. Okay. And my therapist, I would sit on the couch and she would tell me, listen, you are born this way. This is the way you were created to be. And, um, and I began to believe her just through my own experiences. I began to believe her and I would listen to her. It's so important. Did you go to therapy for, for this or for something else? I went to, yeah, no, I went to therapy for this. Okay. Um, so you were trying to get out that, of it? No, I just went to, I hadn't, I had never told my parents, nobody in my church. Okay. I got you. That all these things had happened to me as a child. And so I started counseling because okay. it messes with you. Oh, no, yeah. Know, no, absolutely. Are, no, I, I understand. It really does mess with you. And so she began to say, listen, you're, you, this is, you're born this way and this is the way it is. And so I would listen to her. Yeah. And I went to therapy for three years. I saw her um, every week for three years. Mm hmm. And at 21 years old, I went to um, a United, to the United Pentecostal Church camp meeting just for a visit. Yeah. And 
listen, I was the gayest of the gays. Mm-hmm. I was I was the gay guy back then. I mean, when I came through the door, everybody instantly knew. I didn't care if you knew. I didn't care if you liked it. It, it, it is. And, um, and so I went to church. And a lot of people in church, they don't know how to accept that. They don't know how to react to it. Yeah. And, you know, they know what sin is. But a lot of church people don't know how to help somebody that's in sin they're, because they're scared and terrified of sin. Yeah. And so they're taught against sin so much they don't even know how to help nobody come out of sin. And I just sat there, and there was a lady in that service, um, Sister Perry, and I've told her story many times. She mm-hmm. come and prayed for me. Mm-hmm. She stopped camp meeting that night and prayed the most powerful prayer over me. She had the ministry pray for me. And I was so beat up and beat down with sin, I couldn't even lift my head up. I just looked down at the floor. I'll never mm-hmm. forget it. Yeah, It was such a powerful prayer. And this is why I tell everybody, if somebody calls and asks for prayer, go pray for them. Yes. If somebody needs prayer, go pray for them because it is prayer that turns everybody's lives around. It is prayer that will change things. Amen. And she prayed, she prayed such a, a powerful prayer over me. And for all of my life, I can still hear the words she said over me. And on my worst days, when I didn't think I would make it, I clung to the prayers that she prayed. Wow. 20, 25 years, I would cling to those prayers that one lady prayed over me. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that's, a, that's awesome. That's the way it's supposed to work. That, that's the way it's supposed to work. That's Amen. Very so that, that, that happened about, uh, what, maybe 21, 22 years old. And then, um, then basically you, you visited church camp. And then after that, you went, you lived the lifestyle, but didn't visit a church for a long time? So I did. So, so I have to tell you, Sister Perry, um, kind of, I had not told, um, you know, what had happened to me as a child through the church or anything. Mm-hmm. And Sister Perry said, she, she just outed me that night, not on purpose. And um, <laughs> she said, God told me what has happened to you. Sister Perry looked me in the face and, in front of everybody. And she said, God showed me the man that did it to you. Yeah. And God showed me his face. And she said to me, when I see him, I'll know him. And I just looked at her and I had never told my mom. I had never told my dad. I had never told anybody for all those years. I had endured sexual abuse through, the, through a man in our church. Yeah. And um, I would go to church and listen to them preach on gay people. And I would just sit there. I never told. It was such a conflicting, chaotic time in sure. my life. And because she told that that night, I went at 21 years old. And I told my mom and dad, wow. and my dad lost his oh, mind yeah. for a little while. Yeah. Um, and so did my mother, but my, my father really had a hard time with it. Yeah. And it was because that I told them that there was a weight lifted off of me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. A huge weight lifted off of me. But at the same time, it was a burden put on somebody else. Yeah. You know, there was lots of regrets. Yeah. Um, through what had happened to me, put on my parents, but it wasn't their fault either. You know, they didn't know they were honestly doing the best they could. Mm-hmm. The devil is so slick. Oh yeah. He is such a, he is such a deceiver and he knows how to work. He knows what to do when nobody's looking. Mm-hmm. He, he is a, but I'm telling you, I'm on his trail. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm out to bust <laughs> no, I, I know you are. The devil. <laughs> I know you are. I'm, so, out, I'm out to bust him up. The journey that you're on here, you, you, you went to church a few times. That happened with Sister Perry. And then um, from, the to- from that time until, 
for you know what twenty some more years you lived in the yeah you still lived in the yeah, in a, the LGBTQ lifestyle. Listen, I was I was a I was a gay guy. Yeah, um, I had a business here. I had a huge business. You know, in our town, I was a, um, I guess I was a respected you know gay guy in the community that the gay the you know the younger guys would all look up to. Yeah, and um, I was on. You know, I was on the DBA downtown, and I was city decorator, and, you know, I had lots of, I lived a good life. Yeah. It wasn't all bad. I lived a great life. And lots and lots of gay people would come to me and say, listen, you know, why are we this way? And and I would sit down, and, and I would invite them into my home, and, and there were so many guys that would come to me asking for help, and I didn't know how to help. Yeah, they, they were asking so you to get out of the lifestyle? Just say, you know, they would have trouble. Um, their families would turn against them or people okay. would turn against them. Yeah. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800-END-TIME. That's 800-363-8463. So you continued on uh, in, in the lifestyle and basically from the time that that happened with the Perrys, did, was there any other time in between then and when you finally, I think, met the Gleasons or whatever, that was pretty much your, so, there was no interactions with well, church or anything? A couple times I would, uh, I had went to a revival or something. Okay. Listen, it was during that time that I developed a severe hatred for the church. Okay. I did not like church people. And I blamed the church for what one rotten apple did. Uh-huh. So many people do that today. Somebody in your church can offend you today. You'll forgive the one that offends you and start blaming everybody else around you. <laughs> yeah. It happens all the time. Yeah, absolutely. I begin to blame the church. The devil began to twist my mind. Yeah. I forgave the guy that did it, and I blamed all the church people that were innocent. And right. I just had such a hatred towards the church. I didn't want anything to do with the church. Yeah. And I remember I went to a revival one time when I was at um, a very low point in my life, I, I had suicidal thoughts. Mm -hmm. I was on drugs, mm -hmm. and, you know, I was on cocaine. I developed a serious cocaine habit. And I went to church at a very, very, very low time. And I went to a revival and I went through the doors and um, I have found out that a lot of churches, if you preach on gay things, it develops hand claps. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can get a crowd riled up in a church service right. over preaching on gay things. Mm -hmm. But we have to be careful. You know, I walked out of that church that day completely crushed, completely devastated because it wasn't, um, sin wasn't just being preached on. They were just being mean. Right. And that happens in the church today. Listen, um, you know, a, a lot of church people, God has opened my eyes to church people since then. A lot of them really don't know how to help. They don't know how to, to reach the world. And they think they're doing the right thing. But we have to be careful. The love of God, you know, we have to show the love of God to people. And when you, when you come to someone in the right spirit and you come to someone with the love of God in your heart, you'll witness to them differently. Right, right. You know, you, yeah. you won't be mean to them and you won't slam them and you won't. Listen, the Holy Ghost will never 
make you dishonor somebody. Right. Yep. The Holy Ghost will never, ever make you dishonor. Even someone in sin, it'll never lead you to do people wrong. Right. That's absolutely love true. Love of God's powerful. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, so you go, you go to church a few times, go to a few revivals, but you're still living. Yeah, you're still living in the lifestyle all the oh, way, yeah. all yep. the way up yep. until um, what? Maybe a few years ago. I mean, when did it? When when did you? So you, how? When did you start coming out of that? Let me ask you that. I mean, what happened there? I, I feel like I need to say this first. Yeah. I was the guy that I never went to the bar dressed as a guy. I went dressed as a girl. All right. I was so wrapped up in in that. Yeah. I never one time ever went to a bar and I was at the bar every Friday and every Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And I always went as a girl. Sure. And so I asked some people the other day, I said, let me tell you something. I was the person that you see on TV. Mm-hmm. I was, I was the person at the rally walking down the street in a dress. And li- I'm so ashamed of these things today, but I don't live in that shame no more. God took it from me. And I only share these, you know, through testimony, but I sure. was that person. Mm-hmm. What would you do if I walked into your church? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With, uh, because that was me. Right. I was so deceived. I thought I was doing the right thing. Wow. And truthfully, I didn't want God. I didn't want church people. Yeah. I developed such a hatred for them through the, through through those years. I despised the church. And if one person would say something to me, I would... I would rise up against them. Oh yeah, I was so deceived. Yeah, and the, I didn't the, even want God. Yeah, and the, the, that's again, that's Satan. Is he's a master deceiver. He'll get you to uh, thinking the exact opposite of the way you should you should be thinking because deception has always been his method of of getting people off track with God. Adam and Eve, all the way from the very beginning. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not surely going to die. God just doesn't want you to be like him. Go yeah. ahead and eat the fruit. You know. Uh, the master deceiver. And that's the way it's going to be all the way through the end time. The Bible prophesies it's going to be that way. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I've read your testimony and it, you were, you know, you did the pride parades and the whole thing. Um, and, it, you know, what a, what a, uh, and that's why it's such Listen, a I- glaring testimony to me of God's grace and love and mercy. Because now, you know, now you understand that, um, you know, I, I, I'm, God's delivered me of all of that. I, he's completely, uh, help me, and 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 that 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 this is the whole reason for the program today, Ben, is that the love and and mercy of God. I mean, I'm I'm you know even I'm not here uh, to yeah. bash anybody. I just want to say, hey, God, it, there. I'm talking about all sins. Um, yeah. God, I I've had to be delivered from sins, and 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 again, yeah. I told you before the interview started, I've done some things that I would be embarrassed to say on the radio. I mean, everybody has, yeah. and so. Um, very thankful that, uh, you know, God has delivered you of all of this. So at what point did you start coming out of it? Let me ask you that. So I, I developed a cocaine habit mm-hmm. and within the gay community, drugs, drugs are prevalent. Okay. Um, and it all looks so pretty. It all looks so colorful and everybody's, you know, under the rainbow flag and there's just glitter and balloons and they make it look so inviting. Mm-hmm. that drugs are prevalent in the gay community. Everybody that I knew, um, you know, did, did drugs or tried drugs, and it was just like eating popcorn. Mm-hmm. It was just the way that it was. And porno- pornography is the same way. I mean, we all would just watch 
pornography like a soap opera, and it didn't even mean anything. Right. I mean, you could go to somebody's house, and they would be like, "Oh, watch this," and it was, and you know, it was porn, and people would do drugs, and that was the life. Right. The devil keeps everybody messed up. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Through drug use. You're already messed up anyway, but through drug use. Yeah. Um, just so one day my friend said, "Here, just try this." So I tried cocaine, mm-hmm. and then and just- my life. You know, for probably 10 years, I had um, a hold on cocaine use. But in the end, drugs will get you. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're straight or gay. If you do drugs, it will eventually get you. I turned um, from a cocaine user to, you know, a crack addict. Okay. And eventually, um, I lost my business through all of that. And it was just a downward spiral through drugs. My family would send me to, from Kentucky, my sister had moved to Kansas City, and so they would send me out there. And it's the only time I could be sober. I, I would have to leave Kentucky, and I would go to Kansas City, and I, and I was fine. I was sober, and I would stay with my sister, and my sister was in church, and so she went to a church in Kansas City, and I still wouldn't go with her. For years that I would go there, I wouldn't go with her, and she mm-hmm. would always invite me to go. But um, I would say no. I didn't want anything to do with church people. And so I would come back to Kentucky, and when I would get in the car to come home from Kansas City, I knew I was going back to drugs. I knew eight hours away that I was going to do cocaine as soon as I— and when I crossed the state line, I would floorboard the car right straight to the dope dealer. Right. My family would have to turn around and send me right back to Kansas City. And so one day— I just went to church. I just went to church. I didn't know who the, and that ended up being Brother Gleason's church. Yeah. Brother Stan Gleason. Oh, Stan Gleason, right. I didn't know them. I didn't have a clue who they were. I didn't care, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had went a couple of times, and, and I'll condense that story. But a, a long story short, you know, a lady come and tapped me on the shoulder at one service, in the middle of service, while I was sitting there. And she said, you know, hi, my name is, um, Marlene Gleason and she said you know welcome to our church and she was so nice to me and a long story short she ended up I think the next time or the time after she said she came back over to me and she told me that the Holy Ghost had sent her over there and she asked if she could be she just said would you like to go have coffee with me and I thought she was crazy I really 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 thought this woman I thought this woman is nuts and I almost told her no I almost said, no, I'm not going to go have coffee with you. But I did. I gave in and went and had coffee with her. And she began to take me out for coffee. And we didn't talk about anything religious. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about church things. We didn't talk about God. We didn't. She just began to get to know me, you know, as a person. Yeah. And it was through a friendship. It was through somebody in the church who decided to take a chance on me. And when I look back at this story, I walked into church with a big brooch on and, you know, I was just, I was, I was just gay and didn't care. Right. Can you imagine what a church person, how they would feel? It's an amazing story. Her side is as important as my side. Right, right. Her side is really as as important as mine. So we begin to have coffee. We begin to have, you know, on Wednesdays, I think it was. And then she called one day. She said, listen, would you be interested in doing a Bible study? And I said, maybe. I didn't say yes right off. Right. And so I began to do a Bible study with her. And this lasted for a long time. She would take me to Brother Gleason's office at the church. We did a Bible study in the church on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. 
And after the Bible study, I would get up and leave. I wouldn't even go to church. So the whole time she was giving me a Bible study, I would go to the church for a Bible study and then leave. I would never go to church. Right. And she did that for a period of time, and I had to come back to Kentucky, and I got so strung out. It was horrible. And this, the last year of my life before God saved me, was the worst year of my life. The devil almost got me. I spiraled so out of control when I got back to Kentucky. The things that I put my family through, I lost my mind to drugs. Mm-hmm. I tried to, I tried to kill myself. I, I went through a terrible overdose. I just went through all kinds of horrible things. I didn't even know who I was, but there was somebody praying for me. Makes all the difference. And I did not, let me tell you something. When God found me, I did not want him. I did not want nothing to do with him. I did not want nothing to do with church people. I knew I was going to die. I would walk out in the driveway and I, and I would scream up at him, just kill me. Yeah. I didn't want nothing to do with church people or God. And while I was yet a sinner, this is the truest story if I've ever told it. While I was a sinner, not wanting Jesus, he came to me. Amen. I went to my nephew's house. I was there for three days. I had in a moment of clarity. I had been off of cocaine for three days. That, and I was sitting on a couch and God gave me a revelation. It came out of nowhere. Hmm. The sky was blue. I'll never forget it. Yeah. And the Lord spoke to my mind. Have you ever had a revelation? I want to ask you that. Most people say no, they haven't. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Better believe I, Ben, I, I've been a backslider and done horrible things myself. Believe me, <laughs> I've had that revelation. Believe me. You better believe it. I was it. sitting on the couch. Yeah. And the Lord spoke to my mind. I could, I could almost hear this. And the Lord spoke to my mind. The devil is a liar. And the minute the Lord said that to my mind, God began to take me back in revelation to things that had happened in my life, where the devil had lied to me, where I had believed it, where I had been deceived. Yeah. And after all that, I said out loud, why is the devil a liar? And the Lord spoke to me, because God cannot lie. And in revelation right then, the Lord showed me every lie that, that the enemy had spoken to my mind yep. all the way back through my life. I saw this in revelation. And the second thing, that the Lord spoke to my mind, the devil cannot love. That's right. And I said, why can't the devil love? And the Lord spoke to me, because God is love. That's exactly right. And everything that God is, the devil imitates. Mm-hmm. God took me in revelation back to all of my life, all the way back to sexual abuse as a boy and showed me how twisted up the enemy had taught and spoke to me all of my life about what love was. I didn't even know what love was, but the devil is a liar. He began to take me back in Revelation and begin to unlock my mind. And I just sat there on the couch as he was doing this to me. I could not believe what was happening to me. Now that I look back, I was totally delivered right then. That's awesome. Right then, I was delivered, and then it's been a process since, but um, I jumped up off the couch, and and the Lord showed me in Revelation, he had his hand upon my life. The Lord spoke this to my mind for my entire life. God had had his hand upon my life. Amen. Even through sexual abuse, God had his hand upon my life, and I ran out the door. I looked up into the sky. Sky was so blue, and I knew he was looking down at me. I knew it, and I thought, what am I going to do now? I mean, I had, I had, 
every chain, every weight, everything that I had ever believed, God showed me was a lie. Everything that I had ever stood for, God showed me it was a lie. God showed me where I had been deceived. And I don't know how long that revelation lasted, but I ran outside and looked up and I knew he was looking at me and I was clear-headed. God cleared my mind right then. Yes. And this is why I tell people why I was yet a sinner, even though I didn't want Jesus, I didn't want anything to do with him. He came to me. God will meet us right where we are. That's right. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Man, what a wonderful testimony. And so now... You, how long ago was that, Ben? So that was, listen, enough, three days ago, um, a, a memory on Facebook popped up, and it's been five years that I walked into Brother Gleason's church on a Wednesday night. Five years, wow. Five years ago. What a difference five years will make. Oh, man, no doubt. <laughs> and God's completely, Let me tell you radically transformed your life. Ever since that day, yeah. when I got that revelation, I picked up the phone, I called Sister Gleason. She was the very first person I called. I didn't even call my mother. Mm-hmm. I called Sister Gleason. And she just began to sob. You know, she just she just began to sob and she just, you know, they had been they had been praying for me so much. Yeah. And um God Man. radically has changed my life since oh, yeah. that day. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I had to make a conscious decision. Listen, God delivered me first. He delivered me first and after deliverance. Mm-hmm. I was able to find repentance. It wasn't the other way around. God delivered my mind. He broke every chain that he that had me bound sitting on the couch that day. Yeah. And when I walked up to outside, I thought, now I have to make a choice to be a Christian. Amen. Now I have to make a choice. That's a huge it statement. Was, see, we don't we don't teach that though. So a lot of churches say this is the only way God works. But I had to find deliverance first. Yeah. People are. We need to pray against that. You know what I'm saying? If you have somebody trapped or somebody living wrong or doing wrong or you know they may be caught up in sin. We need to pray for deliverance mm-hmm. because after deliverance, then they can find repentance or that's the only way I know it to be. It's stories like this um, of God just completely radically transforming somebody's life and you're not trapped. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, it doesn't matter. You're not trapped in a lifestyle. You can get out. God can deliver you. And um, thank you uh, for Ben for being so uh, transparent. Um, uh, you made something here. You made a statement just recently about I had to make a choice. Uh, I want to touch on the the born this way. You okay. uh, the, that's one of the lies that's being told in our society and by even by scientists and doctors. And you said your therapist even was that, hey, Ben, yeah. you're born this way and you can't help it. You can't get out of this. You were born this way. It's in your DNA and that's your makeup and that's just how it's going to be. But you've proven that wrong, haven't you, Ben? I, listen, I, I, I don't. We're not born that way. Yes. Now listen, we're all born into sin. Yes, that's correct. And the Bible and the Bible tells us we all must be born again. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be born gay, I don't believe that. Nope. It, that that's a lot. That's that's a trick of the enemy. That's correct. The devil is a liar. We are not born that way. Yes, yeah, absolutely. 
and we're it, born into sin and everybody needs to know um, none of us are perfect right but listen we can all be born again that's uh, now come Every, on now come on preach Ben we, <laughs> we can all be born again and that's more exactly people, right I have to tell you more people ask me today do you think we're born that way no we're not no yep. we're not born that way yep absolutely it's a choice it's a choice. Thank you for making that statement because it's a choice to live that way and you can make a choice to come out of that and to be Listen, born again and to live for Jesus. What's that? I made a choice at 18. Come on. That's exactly right. And I think back, I didn't have to do that, but I made a choice to do that. Here, and you know why it is? It was lust. Right. The Bible says lust is not sin. I don't think I'll have to do some study on this. As God has shown has shown me this thing, listen, the devil works in our minds, but that's where God works. Right. And we can't help if lust is, listen, it'll just come to your brain one day. Yeah. But you have to get it out of your mind and think on good things. Right. But after lust is conceived. That's exactly. After forcing. you let lust just set up in your brain. Yep. Then it brings forth sin. Yeah. Amen. Then you'll go out and do what you're thinking about. You better start thinking about good things. Come on. Well, that's, that's good. And a lot of people need to hear that is it's a choice. The Bible, the Bible says that the Lord will set before you life and death, but choose yes, life. And so uh, it's very important. And I wanted people to hear that on this interview because it, people, the, people living in those lifestyles, it's, you're not born that way. You are, it no. is a choice. Um, you also made a statement about uh, children. And that's one of the things that I see today is Hollywood, um, news sources, schools, all of these different things saying, well, hey, uh, little Johnny or little Susie, little Johnny can choose at five years old or six years, seven years old, that he is really a female. And there, there is a law, get this, Ben, out in California, there's legislation, AB 957, that just cleared the Senate um, Judiciary Committee by an eight to one vote that if a child, if a parent, if a child comes home and says, hey, I think a boy that says, hey, I'm a really a girl, if the parent does not affirm that, that there's a chance that they could be faced with child abuse uh, charges and lose custody over that out in California right now. It hasn't passed all the way through to the governor, but it, it has passed the Senate Judiciary Committee and they're looking at passing that legislation in California um, what a travesty that is on our children, because children, completely uh, moldable mind. I mean, at that point, they're sponges, and whatever you tell them, that's what they'll they'll believe. Yeah, the Bible says, "Train up a child in the way that it should go." That can go good, or that can be for bad. And so, um, look how look how moldable that you were as a child. It's affected you your entire life. It, every single thing. I soaked up as a kid. Mm -hmm. It sounds like California needs to elect new leaders because that's <laughs> absurd. I, that is insane. You know that's what I'm saying? That's absolutely true. Yeah. Kids need to, you know, at five years old, they they need to worry about a mud pie and, um, yeah. you know, pl you know, playing playing outside. Yeah. Yep. These things should never. They don't even need to know about these things. Amen. Kids don't even need to. They, listen, at that age. They need to worry about Barbies or, or you know, cars and trucks. Yeah. Not about what their gender. That's that's crazy. Yeah.
That's the dabble for you. Well, the thing is, is that even if a even if a, a boy says, "Well, you know, I want to play with my sister's dolls or whatever," you know, that yeah. doesn't that does not mean you should not start feeding into him. Well, hey, that hey, you may be gay, you may be a girl. No. He just, he wanted to play with their dollhouse or something and then, but that still, you're going to go back to your G.I. Joes and dump trucks and pistols and stuff, you know, before it's over with. In other words, that, that's just, you know, you don't have to Listen, affirm They're five years it, you know. old, they're kids. Yeah, that's they're the five thing. five years old, they're kids. A, a three or four-year-old boy doesn't know. children. That's exactly no, you right. you have to teach your children. Teach your children. That's exactly right. Um, you better guard your children. You better guard your. Listen, another thing that's driving me crazy. Yeah. Do not parents that are letting their children just you know handing them iPads and just letting them watch everything that they they're just soaking all that up. Exactly. Little kids do not need to know about drag queen. Don't ever. Oh yeah. Let your child ever. Ne I'm and all parents do not let your children around drag queens. Yes. Everybody listen to and this closely. I have closely. to tell you, I know lots of drag queens, yeah. and I have friends that I'm reaching for. Yeah. And those drag queens will tell you they have no business reading books to your children. Right. You're opening doors for spirits to come in that you don't even know about. You said something in one of your posts that about helping others. This is one of the things I think that God could really use you to do, and I think He is doing it. That's why your videos have been going viral and things. You said that um, I'm connecting and networking with lots of men who are coming out of the gay lifestyle, and it's amazing to see yes. what God's doing, uh, is what yes. God keeps placing in my life. How are you connecting and networking? Is there, it, let's say somebody in California or New York, wherever, they want help, but they don't know where to go to, where to get it, and they could want to maybe get in contact with you or some, or, or maybe an, are, are you with an organization or is it you by yourself? Well, I mean, how's that working? I'm, I'm kind of working with um, a couple organizations. Okay. Um, religious organizations, because that's important. Yes. Um, God first is important. So, right. If you're out there, it's, I, I want you to know it's important to be in a church. Um, it's, and it's important to be in a church that can help you mm -hmm. because you have to grow and you have to be where you can grow. And sometimes, uh, you know, listen, a lot of churches, and I say this everywhere I go, they mean well, but they're so separated from the world that they don't know how to help the world. And they don't know, there's lots of places that don't know how to help people coming in off the streets. Yes. And so I'm, I'm putting together a group of guys, ex-gay guys, because this is what I know. And they are powerhouses. Yes. They are powerhouses in their community because we know depths of sin that lots of people will never know. And we don't want to go back to where we came from. You know what I'm saying? God has got a calling on us because this generation is running towards what we're coming out of. The devil is deceiving everybody. Listen, Jesus loves you. Amen. I love you. He wants to save you, but you've got to come out of sin. You've, Amen. Got, you've got to turn and run from everything that you know and run to him, and he will lead and guide you. Ben Bland, B-L-A-N-D, go to his Facebook page, private message him. If you think you're entrapped in anything,
Ben is there to help you. He's helping to build the kingdom of God and expand that in these end times. And um, man, Ben, I mean, just a, a, what a fabulous interview. What a fabulous testimony to what Je the power of Jesus Christ and his delivering power. Um, really quickly here with just about a, a yes. minute, minute and a half left. Um, any closing remarks, something that you would like to leave everybody with uh, before we end the program today? I want Jesus loves you. He cares about you. He died on a cross for you. He thought you were so worthy because lots of people feel worthless. He left all of heaven to come down here and die on a cross that we might be saved. He is the best thing that will ever happen to you. He's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Amen. Well, Ben, I want to thank you uh, today for being transparent, opening yourself up to us. And um, well, I, you know, I can just feel I can feel God on you and he's moving on you and he wants to use you in these end times for his kingdom to help so many people. There are so many people that are enmeshed in this. And and um, have, have, the thing is, Ben, all of us have made wrong choices in our life. We look back and say, why in the yeah. world did I do that? But the thing is that yeah. doesn't, just because you failed one time does not mean you're a failure. No. You can come out of any of that stuff and God can deliver you. I've had him deliver me of things and, and just, you know, I sit here with a suit on and a tie and looked apart, yeah. but I've done some things in my past that just were horrific. And then I, but then I look back and say, oh my goodness, God had his hands upon me as a child too. And yeah. coming up through and uh, now I'm, I'm living for God. I'm doing the best I can. And he's helping me, his hands upon my life. And a lot of great things are happening only by Jesus Christ. Without him, I would still be out there in a mess. And so, wow, thank you so much for your testimony, my friend. And um, remember, the power, story. Yeah, the power of prayer is so, so important. And um, I'm, I'm so thankful today because I know a lot of people will listen to this and they will glean from this program and, and uh, get a sense of deliverance in their life. And, and God can speak to them as well. Nobody's exempt from this. Satan would love to tell everybody that, but that's simply not the case. So uh, Ben Bland, thank you very much. And I want to say God bless you as you continue to grow in the Lord and look forward to, if I don't meet you on this side, I'll see you on the other side, my friend. I appreciate you, brother. All right, God bless y'all. And everybody, thank you so much for joining us today on the End Time Show. Uh, we love y'all and uh, look forward to all meeting y'all in the rapture someday. God bless.